Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Works Christian Church, right here in beautiful Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. Here, I will discuss theology, doctrine, politics, social and cultural issues, pretty much anything I feel like talking about. But basically, I flip tables. Please remember to download each episode. That's very important. Download each episode. Hold on tight. It's going to be a bumpy ride. It's a beautiful, cold, chilly, windy, rainy day today here in Lancaster, California. I'm looking out the window. It's uh, 6 o'clock p.m. At the time I'm recording this, I'm looking out the little window of my studio and seeing that it's cloudy and windy and uh, it was rainy earlier. I was almost expecting it to snow a little bit because we had been getting some snow out here uh, with uh, the weather that we've been having. And this time of year, we it usually is starting to warm up just a little bit as we dip into March and get ready for spring. But uh, this has been a cold February, very cold February, colder than most of them that I can remember. So today I want to pick up on something that uh, I dealt with a few podcasts ago, and that's this um, train wreck that's going on in, or had happened, in Ohio, East Palestine, Ohio. You know, I'm just curious, and this is I'm just totally curious about this. How did they get the name East Palestine, uh, Ohio, of all places, um, taking a the name of a group of people, actually, uh, and, and a plot of land, but a group of people, mostly the Palestinians, and bring it over and name a city after that. I know we have a Palestine, but, you know, uh, most um, nations and such on the earth don't even consider that a, a country, if you will, a nation. A people, yes, but unfortunately the Palestinians are being used as pawns on the global scale. But that's for another podcast. I was just curious, why East Palestine? Um, which is fine with me, it's just whatever. Anyways, I want to read to you from three articles. Each article is very short, and it's funny where I found these articles. I actually found these articles on Fox News. Now, the reason that's funny to me is because I I don't watch Fox News. As a matter of fact, my wife and I, we don't have cable or satellite or anything like that. We don't watch TV. If we do watch TV, which, well, I mean, let me, let me retrace that. We do watch some TV, but it's usually uh, movies or series that we can, you know, just kind of watch at our leisure because we don't have the cable. We don't have the satellite. We just do, you know, um, what do they call it, like a Netflix or something like that. And we watch almost everything through VidAngel, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, they are not a paid sponsor, um, but... I do want to push VidAngel because if you're like me and you just don't like all the garbage that they're showing on TV and all the swearing, which to me should absolutely be illegal to put on the air where children can see this. But nonetheless, if, if you're like me and you just don't like that, I don't like to pay money to hear people cuss and curse and swear. It's just ridiculous. As a matter of fact, more and more people are picking this up, including pastors and Christians, people who traditionally found it abhorrent to not only hear that kind of language, but use it, are now using it like, like, like it's nothing. Like it's just been a part of our culture and our world, even in the Christian community. And I want to tell you something. No, it's not. It's cursing and swearing shows one of the lowest levels of intellect. Because if you can't find ways 
to um, get your point of view across without cursing and swearing and using language like that, then I don't know. I, I, I question um, how many digits are actually in your IQ. Are you double or triple digit? And, you know, anyways, nonetheless, <clears throat> I just don't like it. So we watch everything through VidAngel and we just watch series. Typically, we get into a series and we just watch it till it's in. Then we get into another series and that's usually how we do things. So when people, um, when I start talking about things, and from my, just from my vantage point, from my viewpoint as a Christian, as a man of God, primarily, but also then from a conservative. And the reason I'm a conservative is because conservatism, true conservatism, is closest to the Bible than any other political ideology. I, some people would argue with that, but then that was, those are the people that just do not understand the word of God nor do they understand conservatism. So um, that's why I'm a conservative. You know, I, you know, I'm a Republican, but I don't hold so close to the Republican Party like, oh, they're just my... I hold to them because they're the, the most conservative party that can get elected. They're not the most conservative party, but they're the most conservative party that can get elected. I still have a lot of problems with the Democrats. I'm sorry. I have huge problems with the Democrats, but with the Republicans. So um, I just understand the reality that I don't want to throw away my vote by saying I'm going to be hardcore, you know, um, whatever, whatever conservative political movement or party is out there. If they can't get voted, why am I going to throw my vote away? I'm going to get as close to as I possibly can with my vote. That's why I vote Republican. Anyways, with that said, <clears throat> let me get on with this because I want to read this. And this is actually from Fox News. That's why I say it was so funny because I have so many people. Eric's just one of those Fox News guys. And it's like, you know what? I couldn't tell you the last time I've actually watched or listened to Fox News. And I really can't. If I remember correctly, I was somewhere in a like a waiting room area that had a TV on the wall. Uh, and it was Fox News. Oh, I know where it was. I do remember now. I was part of a gym, uh, and I hadn't been to this particular gym in like two years. And they had bunches of TVs in front of these, uh, like the bicycles and the ellipticals and things of that nature. And each TV, uh, I wouldn't say each one, they had tons of TVs. But about every fourth TV, they had a, you know, they had like, okay, like on one TV, they might have had CNN. On the next TV, maybe Fox News. On the next TV, they may have had something like the morning show or whatever was playing at that. The next TV. So they had basically four stations going and then it would start all over with the next set of TVs and the next set of TVs. So basically four stations. Uh, and one of them at, at times was Fox News that they were trying to meet their, their, uh, um, you know, uh, clients, some of them were liberal, wanted CNN. Some were more conservative, wanted Fox News. Some didn't care and wanted Oprah or whatever it was. So um, they did that. That's the last time I actually watched Fox News was well over two years ago. Um, sitting on a, what was I on? Uh, a bike or a elliptical or something. And I never listened to it because I couldn't hear it. There were subtitles, but that's it. Anyways, so anyways, these people that say, you're just that Fox News guy. You're just listening to Fox News. You've been brainwashed by Fox News. I'm just, honestly, it just shows the ignorance of the people that say that. I mean, if that's their knee-jerk um, argument or comeback to something that they may not like when I say something, it's just like, come on, guys. 
Go out there and get some education or something. Get, you know, get a real world education. Figure some things out. Anyways, again, I want to read this. This is an article from Fox News off of their website. And it was published today, February 27th, uh, 2023. And it was, oh, it was just put out about two hours ago. 4.18 p.m. Oh, Eastern Standard Time. So a little bit, a little while ago. And uh, it says this. The title of it is Ohio Democrat Blasts Liberals for Suggesting East Palestine Residents Got What They Deserve. Abhorrent. Now, I, um, this caught my attention because it says Ohio Democrat blasts liberals. Um, <clears throat> you know, the last time I checked, Democrats, all Democrats were liberal or are liberal. So when I saw that and I realized, wow, I said there's some big problems in that whole uh, liberal ideology camp, the Democrat Party when the democrats are blasting liberals now now please don't misunderstand me it's about time that somebody in their own camp starts doing some things to straighten them out and and clean up their own backyard because i would say the same thing about the republicans it's you know one of the things that i loved about president trump is he came and he was just some people would say crass or rude he was just blunt and he started cleaning up. Among other things, he said, I was going to clean the swamp. And, and, and much of the swamp was the Republican Party. And I really appreciated that about him because he was cleaning up his own backyard, so to speak, because he was a Republican. And he started cleaning up his own house. And not enough politicians, not enough presidents, uh, not enough Democrats, not enough conservatives, not enough liberals do that, you know? Because I, I know, I've heard of, I don't know him personally, um, Democrats that say, yeah, we're all for everything with the Democrat Party. Well, what about abortion? Well, you know, you know I, I don't personally believe in it myself, and I wish they would remove that because I'm a Christian too. But everything else, okay, ladies and gentlemen, you can't have it both ways, by the way. There's no such thing as a Christian Democrat. There just isn't. I know there's people that claim that. You can claim anything, just like people are, you know, men are claiming to be women, women are claiming to be men, and there's a whole group of young people that claim to be cats. It doesn't make it so. All right? So this whole identity confusion has been going on for a long time because for a long time, 50, 60, 70 years, there have been Christians that actually say they're Democrats and there's Democrats actually say they're Christians. That's no different than a man saying I'm a woman or a woman saying I'm a man or a, or a college-age student saying I'm a cat. It, it just, it, you could say it all you want. You could even believe it all you want. But the truth is, and yes, there is absolute truth, ladies and gentlemen, the truth is you cannot be a Christian and a Democrat. Let's just get that, you know, open right there. So anyways, back to this, because I, I already did some podcasts on that. Let me go on with what she says. She, the the um, quote that starts this article says, this is about poor working class white people who are enduring some of the same things that poor working class black people endure Turner said, and by the way, and I only point this out based upon her uh, quote, what she had said. So this, to me, this has nothing to do with race. She made it about race, at least on some level. I didn't say she did a bad job. Okay. Uh, so this is a um, Nina Turner, Democrat, former Ohio lawmaker, and she happens to be a, a, a black woman. And she said, this is about poor working class white people 
who are enduring some of the same things that poor working class black people endure. And that might be true. That might be true. I just, I just find it odd that in such a great tragedy, a great tragedy, that now this, um, this idea of race comes into it. Because personally, this is me personally, ladies and gentlemen, this is me speaking for me. All right. And I would like to say I might be wrong, but I know that I'm not. So I'd like to say it's my opinion and it is my opinion, but it's a correct opinion. I could care less about the race or the color of the people there. I mean, I really can care less, you know, honestly. I don't, if if you're telling me, oh, that town is is 100% Asian, Asian-Americans, so? Oh, they're all white. Well, again, so? They're all black. So? They're all immigrants from Mexico, South America, Central America. So? They're all immigrants from Russia. Uh, and? I'll be honest with you, I heard the name of that city, New Palestine, or East, I'm sorry, East Palestine. I thought maybe they were, uh, you know, a, a large group of uh, Middle Easterners that have migrated over. And, and, and again, I say, so? You know? And um, even though I, I, I agree with this woman, and maybe she meant nothing about it. Maybe she meant nothing about it. I just, it's so sad that it seems like the Democrat Party always makes everything about race. Some way, somehow. But anyway, so I agree with her about 99.5% with everything she says, in the, at least in this article. I don't know everything that she said in regard to this, uh, but in this article. So anyways, back to the article. It says, by Alexander Hall of Fox News, former Ohio lawmaker Nina Turner, Democrat, scorched neoliberals. Um, let me stop right there for just a minute. Does anybody know what a neo neoliberal is? We know what liberals are. You basically take a human being, strip them of all morality, and that's basically a liberal. So what's a neoliberal? If anybody knows, please write me and let me know. I'm just curious. So she scorched these neoliberals on Sunday for suggesting East Palestine residents brought disaster upon themselves after voting for President Donald Trump in the past. Okay, so she rips into these people because there are some of these neoliberals who said, oh, these people of New Palestine, Ohio, brought all of this tragedy upon themselves because they voted for Donald Trump. Goes on to say, the derailment of the train and the subsequent controlled burn of toxic chemicals to avoid an explosion have been an ecological tragedy for the rural Ohio town. While much of the nation has expressed their concern, some liberal public figures such as The View co-host uh, Joy Bahar or Bear, I think it's Bear the way she pronounced it, anyways, have suggested the local residents still reeling from the catastrophic event and its aftermath brought on the tragic incident with their voting decisions. So I'm guessing, I'm, I'm assuming that Nina Turner, the Ohio lawmaker, Democrat Ohio lawmaker who scorched neoliberals, was directing her comments uh, maybe indirectly at these neoliberals, but certainly directly at Joy Bear of The View. I've never watched The View. I mean, I know about it. I've seen little clips here and there just because of certain people that have been on there, you know, and uh, but never really watched the whole thing at all, a whole episode. But apparently Joy Bear suggested, she probably didn't suggest, she probably came out right out and said it, that uh, these people got what they deserved. Because they voted, they voted for for Trump. You voted for Trump. You got toxic chemicals. 
Yeah. You you got what you deserve. I want you to I want you to think about so I guess anyways, back to this. Um I'm I'm assuming that Nina Turner sees Joy Bear as a neo liberal, whatever that is. I mean, I'm just putting these things together. But I want you to think about just how wicked minded this woman is. And uh Joy Bear. I don't know where the other people who are up on that stage with her in that in that show, The View, uh, Whoopi Goldberg and all them, I don't know where they stand because, like I said, I don't watch it and I'm just going by what this article says. But at least she has, in essence, said you, you got what you deserved because you voted for Trump. I want you to think how wicked, um, and, and she is very, very liberal, by the way, how wicked-minded uh, liberal uh, liberalism makes these people w- truly wicked-minded. What do I mean by that? Here's a woman that didn't show any concern for the people there, didn't show any compassion. Instead, she goes on her nationally, and I don't know if it's international, I'm sure it is, but na- at least nationally televised um, program and blasts the people of New Palestine, Ohio. They got what they deserve because they voted for Trump. Okay. How in God's name did she even come up with that or put two and two together? You know, when I saw this, when I heard about this, my heart went out to all those people. Not once, honestly, until I read this article, not once did I think or, or wonder or guess or go on the internet and try to figure out how they voted. I didn't care. These are, these are human beings, okay? I, they're, they're human beings. Now, if I found out they all voted for um, Biden, I would say something like, well, these people are stupid. But did they get what they deserve? No. That, I mean, that's... <laughs> I'm On one hand, it's so sad that there's, there's people like this on our planet breathing our air, ladies and gentlemen. And not just that, but have been given by major television networks a program to vent their vile stupidity and wickedness. That is, that angers me. That frustrates me and angers me that people like this are allowed to be on the air spewing this garbage that they voted for Trump so they deserve this. My goodness. Anyways, let me go on. Turner, now back to uh, Nina Turner, Ohio lawmaker, a hard left figure. So even in this, they, 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 they admit this woman, this Ohio lawmaker, Democrat Nia, Nina Turner is a hard left figure who supported Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders' presidential runs, shredded that sentiment during a Sunday panel on CNN's State of the Union, saying it is a bigger issue than conventional partisan politics. So, Turner goes on to CNN, an extremely liberal news outlet, if you can even call it news, and more like an indoctrination outlet, but nonetheless. And I guess they have a program. Again, I don't watch CNN, State of the Union. And she was on there, and she's blasting. So here's a liberal on a very liberal um, so-called news outlet, CNN, on a very liberal program on a very liberal news network, blasting other liberals for acting like liberals. And that's the ironic thing about this. Joy Bear is just acting like a liberal, doing what liberals do, neoliberal or whatever. And Turner is basically blasting her for being a liberal. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the point I'm trying to make on this is, I wonder 
how far something like this has to go before people like Nina Turner understand that she has been part of a wicked system and right before her eyes in her own state, people are blasting her people, the people of her state, the people that she has worked with and worked for, the people that she has walked among, shopped among, lived among. They got blasted by another liberal just doing what liberals do. I'm wondering how, uh, how much more of this type of liberal nonsense has to be exposed and manifest before she goes, huh, maybe I'm on the wrong side. Maybe I'm on the wrong side of this. Anyways, that's just my thought. Anyways, let me go on. It says for, this is uh, back to the article and this is a quote from her. It says, for the neoliberals to say that the residents of that area deserve what they are getting because they voted for President Donald J. Trump, it is abhorrent she said. This is about poverty. This is about poor working class white people who are enduring some of the same things that poor working class black people endure, whether it's Flint, Cleveland, or Jackson, Mississippi. She went on to condemn how some have blamed the victims as an example of politically cultist behavior. I want to lay it out that the cultist behavior in politics right now, it is a sin and a shame that when people are suffering to this magnitude, you got people who will fix their mouths, to quote my grandmother, to say that they are getting what they deserve. Turner said what they deserve is clean air, clean food, clean water. They deserve relief, both in the short term and also in the long term. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, I, I agree with that. They All the people there deserve clean air, clean food, clean water. They, no, they need to know that they can turn on their tap water without getting themselves or their children sick. They need to know that they can live a long, happy, long life without worrying about what's in the groundwater or what's on in the air. Or if they plant a garden, what's growing up into the plants that they're going to harvest and eat. They need to, they need to understand, and they, de they deserve clean food, clean air, clean water. So I totally agree with that. Um, but this comment, this this uh, this blows my mind. This is about poor working class white people who are enduring some of the same things that poor working class black people endure. And maybe that's true. Maybe there's some truth in that. I, it just, I'll be honest with you. And now, now I'm not trying to put words, words in her mouth, nor am I trying to uh, um, judge her heart or her motives on this. I'm, I'm really not. I'm just saying what it sounded like to me, and this could have been coming from a white person, a black person, an Hispanic person, an Asian person, it didn't matter. This has nothing to do about the mouth it came from, but it, it just it just kind of like, what? It's almost as if with that, it sounds to me like she is actually at a heart level agreeing with what basically what Joy Bear said in this sense. Not that they deserve it because they voted wrong, but almost like the white people are finally getting what black people have got. And again, there might be some truth in it, but it almost it almost sounds to me like, and not almost, it sounds to me like, and I hope I'm wrong. This, I really do hope I'm wrong. That it's like there's a sense of justification in there or uh, maybe some of this, what what's going around, this social justice or something of that nature. Like, aha, finally, white people are getting what black people have had to deal with. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm just trying to look at this from a from an honest viewpoint. And when it comes down to this, I don't 
like I said, it doesn't matter the color of skin. It doesn't matter the era. It doesn't matter the city. It doesn't matter anywhere in the world, let alone in the United States of America, at any point in our history. You take a group, you do, well, not even just a group, you take uh, uh, any race, anybody uh, with a common skin color, you know, you, you, say, you, might, you might say, want to say black people, you want, might want to say white people, want, want, want to say, you know, the Hispanic people, it doesn't matter. Take any of those groups. They all, and this is again, like where I said, where I really agree with her is this. Um, they deserve clean air, clean food, clean water. They deserve relief, both in the short term and also in the long term. I would say that if it was 1960, um, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, I would say that if that was 1842, um, Mississippi, Alabama, Kentucky, whatever. I would say that if it was referring to white people or black people or Hispanic people or Asian people, okay? I would say that if that was in the United States of America, if it was in Mexico, if it was in China, if it was in the Middle East, Africa, any one of the African nations on that continent, I, to me, the color of the skin is irrelevant. So it just kind of just, uh, you know, set in a little bit with me when that comparison was made like that. This should be about Americans because I don't know. I've never been to New Palestine, Ohio, never been there. I have no idea the demographics. It could be 100% European descendants, all white, all blonde hair, blue eyes. There could be a mix. It could be 50-50 of whites and some and some other culture or race. It could be, there could be a whole bunch of Hispanic people that have migrated up there. It could be a bunch of Asians come over. There could be a bunch of Russians that have come over and landed there. It doesn't matter. Americans, because they're Americans, just because they're human, actually, they should have clean food, clean air, clean water, a safe place to live and to raise their children. So again, in that sense, I do agree with her but i wouldn't just say i never would have said it like that now white people are experiencing what black people experience what does that have to do with this anyway she slammed local leadership back to the article she slammed local leadership noting that many residents ultimately do not feel safe in their home the state administration is not doing enough i'm not pleased with governor mike dewine who actually drank some of the water, giving people confidence that that water is okay, when in fact the EPA did not go do the deepest dive that they could to deal with the carcinogens that are there, the air, the water, she warned, adding that she saw both fear and anger in the eyes of the people there. So I don't know how she knows this, and maybe there's actually some data on this, but she's claiming at least the way it sounds to me, that there is carcinogens there and the EPA needs to go deeper to find those and get rid of them. Um, but uh, now I don't know if there is or isn't yet. It may not have made it down to the water table just yet. But we do know if they're burning off these toxic chemicals, that's going to put toxic fumes and smoke into the air. And yeah, that air will be toxic, at least on some level. That's a, that's a no-brain. Back to this, we're almost done. She also su suggested that the Biden administration has failed the residents of East Palestine so far, adding further that presidents from both major political parties have done so before him as well. One lady I talked to, she said, I never want to see another vehicle carrying chemicals come through my community again. And so while you have some on the GOP side saying less government, <laughs> you have the residents of East Palestine saying that government is not doing enough. 
She recounted, they have been failed by subsequent many administrations. This is not just the Trump administration. It was the Obama administration. Now it's the Biden administration. Um, this was uh, written, published by Alexander Hall, who's an associate editor for Fox News Digital. And um, I'll put the link up there in his in the in the comments on this. So let me go back to this again real quick. Because there's some things, like I said, I opened up and said I agree with this woman about 99.5. And the part that I was really agreeing with is the part that these people, she's blasting liberals. I agree with that. Liberals for just being foul-mouthed, wicked people. I agree with that. She said that these people deserve clean food, clean water, uh, clean air. I agree with that. <clears throat> okay. And I agree with a lot of things. It And the reality of it is she says that it wasn't just... Uh, this administration at present that, that had failed them, but, uh, but subsequent um, presidencies. And to that, I agree. Now, I want to be careful with that because it doesn't matter if it was Trump. I'm not trying to get Trump off the, up the hook because this was an issue um, that was bound to happen at some point. And that came through the Trump era, came through the Obama era. It came through the Bush era, came through the Clinton era. era. It came through all these different presidencies, both Republican and Democrat. This has been a problem that's been growing worse and worse and worse and worse. And in one of my earlier podcasts, I actually gave you the numbers of how many trains derail in a given year. So I, I, if I remember that correctly, 1,704 on average. That's right. 1,704 on average trail derailments in America every year. So again, this has been an ongoing problem for many, many, many years. And I don't want to try to get any president off the off the hook. But here's the issue that I have. Not so much that the, the, tra the trains derailed per se. That's bad. Don't get me wrong. And there should have been things in place a long time ago to help keep this from happening. But nonetheless. But when a trail, or I'm sorry, a train derails and causes this kind of problem for people, um, I expect a quicker response from our government and people at the Department of Transportation. Now, I'm not saying that, that they didn't respond. And I'm not saying they didn't respond quickly. They just, they their response was so small and so ridiculously, uh, like, almost like, oh, yeah, we know it's bad. Oh, yeah, there's some chemicals over there. But don't worry about it. You know, it's no big deal. And they're just taking this almost nonchalant, uh, a stroll through the park in regard to this and, and treating it almost like, yeah, nothing's happening. No, no big deal. Nothing to see here, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that little cartoon called Madagascar with all the animals in the, in the zoo that wanted to get out <clears throat> and go somewhere else. And there was all these penguins, you know, the military penguins and um, they were doing something and, and, it, and then they realized people were watching them. And, you know, one of the penguins starts waving his little fins. Go, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. And that's the way it seems like this present uh, administration has been on all of this. As a matter of fact, I was going to read three articles, but I got off on this. And so I'm going to I'm going to pick it up. Those other two articles in the next podcast and maybe a third podcast. I don't know, because I really want to get to that because it, it, it speaks even deeper to this. Um, but this is absolutely ridiculous. So to actually blame a president for a train derailing, I, I can't do that. I mean, maybe one of these presidents is at fault. Maybe they're all at fault. But I do know this, at least 
this administration, the president and everybody works for him, especially Pete Buttigieg, I think that's how you say his name. Um, he's the secretary of the Department of Transportation. This is his job. So why wasn't he on this earlier? Okay, okay. Maybe he didn't realize that sometimes a problem has to occur before you realize that there really is a problem. There, you know, an accident or something has to occur. And then you realize that there's a problem and you start taking a deeper look at it. Where has he been? Where has he been? And what has he done? See, here's my opinion on this, and, and I'll get into it in the very next podcast. But in my opinion, in my honest opinion, and again, I'm usually right, but my opinion, that dude should just step down. He's a failure. You know, most people know, again, about, and whether you're here or there, it doesn't, you know, whether you accept homosexuality as a viable lifestyle or not, that's not the point of what I'm about to say. Most people know more about his homosexual uh, marriage and the fact that he and his, um, I don't know, husband, wife, wife, husband, have adopted, I think, two children. I think it's two. And they have pictures of him floating around the, on the internet where he has this kind of prosthetic um, um, breasts that he's actually breastfeeding or chest feeding these children, these infants, with his prosthetic breasts on and his he and his um you know husband wife you know are kind of snuggled up together on the couch holding the little baby and chest feeding him with a big old smile everybody knows about that everybody knows about that everybody's seen those pictures everybody knows those stories everybody knows what he stands for there but most people don't know what he does at the department of transportation why because he spends more time pushing the homosexual agenda on america as the secretary of the Department of Transportation, what does homosexuality have to do with keeping trains on the track and making sure that people are safe in these communities where these trains go through? You see what I'm saying? What does that have to do with any of that? And the Biden administration has failed over and over and over and over in this area because they're more concerned with pushing an LGBT homosexual agenda than they are getting the job done. And I forget this guy's name, but you guys know him. You've seen the pictures and everything. Young bald head guy who dresses like a woman. So imagine a young bald headed guy with a little, you know, a thin pencil thin mustache with bright red lipstick on, dressed like a woman, and he gets and he has nuclear clearance, ladies and gentlemen, and he was stealing women's luggage, thus stealing their clothes. And he worked for Biden, worked for his administration. Biden has put perverts in there who are more concerned with pushing their agenda, their personal agenda of homosexuality and LGBT than actually doing their job and keeping this country safe. And that's the wickedness of that entire party. That's why, on one hand, I'm very happy that this Nina Turner blasts these so-called neoliberals, you know, from her own party, all right? But on the other hand, isn't it a little hypocritical? Because you're part of the party that's more concerned with all of these other pet projects and ideologies than actually doing the job. And uh, so it's a little hypocritical, Nina, to go out there and blast them. I'm just saying this, Nina, listen, you talked about, you, you called it sin, and you're part of a wicked, wicked party, so I'm not really sure you understand what sin is or isn't, but I'm going to go with it for just a moment, just for you. I'm going to go with it for just a moment. Let's assume for just a moment that you actually have some kind of biblical Christian background that taught you 
the, the difference between righteousness and sin, holiness and sin. And you look at this and you say, clearly, this is a sin. Well, if you can look at this and see that what Joy, Joy Beher and people like her is clearly a sin in what she said and how she said it, then why can't you see that it's a sin what Biden is doing, pushing an agenda that the Bible speaks clearly against. How is it that you could be a part of a political system that not only wants abortion, but abortion on demand, uh, not just up to birth, but even 30 days after birth, after that child has come into the world, is alive and well. The Democrat Party is pushing to have that baby murdered, calling it abortion. Reproductive justice now they're calling it. So Nina Turner, I'm asking you, how? Thank you. On one hand, I'm really, I, and I mean this, thank you for blasting people like Joy Behar, who is, who, I don't know, liberal, neoliberal, whatever, but I know she's just very strong liberal. Thank you for that. And I, I do genuinely appreciate that. Yet at the same time, I'm asking this for you. How in the world can you even be part of that system? Come on over, Nina. Come on over. Come on over to the conservative side. Come on over to the place. To the place that it's at least perfect, absolutely not, but much closer to the biblical standard than the liberal side, okay? And I think you can clearly see this if you just open your eyes and look in every area, not just this one area where this Joy Bahar is blasting your people. Come on over, Nina. The water is fine. Take a dip. Come on in. Be baptized and get it together. Because if you can't see that by now, if you, if you can't, use this to really truly open your eyes, then I'm not so sure that there's any hope for you, Dina, or anybody like you. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're somewhere in that place where like, yeah, I don't like what she said, but I vote for Biden, I vote Democrat, shame on you. Open up your eyes. Open up your eyes. And I said it before, I say it again. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat. They cancel one another out. On to the next podcast. Thank you again for joining us at Table Flippers. Please check out our merchandise. We have hats, hoodies, water bottles, all kinds of cool things. You can find all of the, our merchandise at tableflippers.com. That's tableflippers.com. And please write me. Please let me know how I'm doing. Write me at gwccrobert. That's one word, gwccrobert at gmail.com. Give me the good letters, give me the bad letters, tell me the great things I'm doing, tell me the bad things I'm doing. I want to hear it all. Have a great day.